Many people attempt to be many things to other people. However, how many of us are really striving to discover our authentic selves and our authentic leadership? Let's talk about it. I think people don't look at what are my values? And I think what it w- is interesting is that when it came to the pandemic, I think people were forced to finally look at themselves and ask themselves what would make them happy. Hey, greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast Season 2, Episode 34, with my special guest, Laura Vodkanesht. She is the uh, executive and leadership advisor and a corporate trainer, also the CEO of Mosaic Consulting. Laura is an experienced trainer and has taught at universities for years. This makes her uniquely qualified to engage people and make uh, workshops fun, interactive and interesting. Recently, as a SCORE mentor and volunteer, she has been providing workshops locally about networking and influencing others so that companies and entrepreneurs can get more high-quality clients and customers. So tell us a little something, uh, Laura, besides what I just read there. Who are you and what do you do? Well, right now, I am uh, the president and owner of Mosaic Business Consulting, and I basically try to help um women and minority owners and entrepreneurs um, help them to start their business, grow their businesses or sell their businesses for greater profits. And so I try to specifically help women and minority owned businesses because we kind of get the short end of the stick on many levels in particular um, we get less funding. And when we do get funding, we get it at a higher interest rate via loans and such. So yeah. um, I'm always trying to help because I feel like if we had a better one leg up, um, I think we would be a little bit further ahead than we are right now. And so that's the main purpose. And I also can say, in particular for women, I love working with women women are just amazing. They, we, we, you know, it's just, I, I talk to these women and they have such amazing skill sets, brilliant minds, wonderful attitudes, wonderful desire to help others and be impactful in the world. And it's just such a joy to work with them. So um, that's my biggest uh, group that I work with. And I absolutely love what I do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, it actually shows. And I bear witness uh, to the truth uh, that you're speaking. 98% of the um, people that I work with are, are women. And uh, the the synergy, for some reason, is just uh, it's just crisp. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's yeah. A, it's a good synergy. There's no, I guess there's no, uh, uh, there's no fight. There's no ego fighting, you know, that happens uh, there. So definitely understand that. And you saying that as a woman, 
uh, dealing with women, it, it speaks volumes. Yeah. It, it speaks yeah. volumes. Well, I think also women are, and it's just been my experience now, um, but it seems like, not that men aren't open to learning about themselves and such, but I do sense that <laughs> women are um, willing to own what they're not good at and willing to say, you know, I need to, I need to work on this. And so where can I get that help? And they reach out for help and they try and work on it and improve themselves so that they're better. And that especially happens when they're business owners and leaders. And um, that's just been my experience. They're just, um, I guess, just a little more open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, uh, since uh, today's title is authenticity and the value of authenticity, you know, how women are, you know, authentically themselves, um, you know, fighting for and have been fighting for quite a while um, to really be who they are and to express who they've yes. always been, yes. you know, is, is absolutely uh, valuable in this day and time. So before we get deeper into the value of authenticity, um, you know, what, what made you, you know, like start your business? Like, what was that spark that made you really um, <laughs> get into, you know, getting into your business? Well, it's ironic that I really help businesses. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I did everything wrong <laughs> to mm. start with. And, and so what I would, what I did was I realized at some point in my career that I just didn't want to necessarily do what I was doing, which was the same thing day in and day out. And while every day was slightly different, I felt like the functions of what I was doing was repetitive. And I felt like I needed something new. That being said, things that I did notice is that I started looking at leadership and leadership around leaders that I had worked with, what were the strengths of those leaders and how were they strong and what did they do right? And what could I have done better to be just as good as them? And um, I also started to see some of the, the drawbacks and some of the challenges that they ran into. Yeah. And, and so the combination really got me interested in leadership. But as I started to go down that journey of starting my business, um, looking at leadership in particular and management, I also started to notice that as I'm setting up my business, business was interesting for me. Learning about the intricacies of how you can really be better in how you set up your business, how you operate your business, and just taking lessons learned from organizations I'd worked at and companies I'd worked at before um, and, and applying what I learned to where I'm at and then starting to study more about it and just trying to make sure that in every interaction as a coach or a consultant that I'm providing value added. You know, I want it. It was like, it's inherent in me that, if they're not getting anything from it, the interaction, then there's no point in it, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I want to make sure in every interaction that there's value added. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That's yeah, that's good. So as it relates to leadership and leadership development, you know, how how important is it for a leader? Um, so, first of all, what is leadership development to you? And then mm-hmm. how how important is it for leaders to to be or to find their authenticity? Well, I'll be honest. Um, there are so many leadership models out there and so many different aspects to leadership. There's the leadership that focuses on the business. There's the leadership that focuses on the people. There's the leadership that focuses on creating a purpose. And there's, you know, the leadership that delivers excellence. There's the leadership that talks about change and change management. And then there's the leadership that develops the self and others. And so because there are all these different elements Leadership development to me is somebody who is um, striving to have self-awareness so much to the point where they don't have an ego that they're able to really focus on um, developing their team, that in their own learning and efforts, they're also developing and having their team learn along with them. And that a good leader development is about becoming part of a team. So you really ultimately don't know who the leader is. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's excellent. That That's excellent. I have found in so many, you know, different um, areas uh, of, of where I've, too have have worked and and have seen these like um cronies uh if you will right who have not you know found themselves and felt as if it was okay to act like someone else which is of course what 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 do they say is the old saying that says um uh something is the best flattery or uh, I, i forget the the, the exact uh, statement there, but not being themselves, you know, and then not mm. and not being a good example, you know, of who they're actually mimicking. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah. So, you know, how do people, you know, discover their authenticity? How do oh, they, you right. know, what, is there a process by which people can discover their authenticity? Yeah. And I honestly think that it's, I had a huge advantage in this realm. When I was younger, I studied um, to be a therapist. I studied social work and worked on um, being a good therapist to clients. And when you're doing that, you're going through a process of learning what is mine versus what is theirs. And so you have to really understand yourself extremely well so that you're not triggered by anything that is, might be said to you. Or that if you are triggered, you're aware of it and you can say um, that this, this is not going to work because it's triggering me and I'm not going to be helpful to them. You know, it's so getting clarity about who you are and what is important to you and um, what are your values and all those things, I think really helped me when I was really young. That being said, I think people don't look at what are my values. And Mm. I think what is interesting is that when it came to the pandemic, I think people were forced to finally look at themselves and ask themselves what would make them happy. 
or ask themselves, what do they really want to do in life? Or ask themselves, what do I value? Do I value other people's lives? Do I value, um, you know, going to work all day? Do I value being socially interactive with others? And is that important to me? And so they started asking themselves questions I don't think that they could have asked in the past. And that allows them to then say, if they can get closer to that alignment of who they genuinely are, then they can be themselves regardless. And that allows them to be that, that authentic self. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was a long answer for a short question, but um, I think that Mm -hmm. it's a process. It's not something that you just, Oh, I I think I'm going to be authentic today. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't think people can just do that. They, they really have to be willing to learn about themselves, be open to what they find that, you know, lift the hood and, and check under the hood and say, Oh, I don't like that about myself. I need to change that. Yeah, Um, I agree. I agree. So, so that authenticity, it has to really be intentional. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I also think um, not only intentional, but, Sometimes it's hard to look at yourself and see some of the warts that we all have. Yeah. And being willing to own it, you know, and say, okay, you know, for example, I know for for a fact when I was younger and I was, um, you know, I was in charge and stuff, I was more of a control freak. Mm. I'm not anymore. But it took me going through that and being able to see it to say, oh, 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 (laughs) you know, I got to do something about that. And being open to having other people be in charge and having other people take ownership. And um, but I think that that is common. It's not uncommon to go through that. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me something as it relates to leadership. You know, what is your definition of leadership? Oh, that's a toughie. Um, (laughs) I think it really depends on the person. But for me, um, a really great leader is someone who understands and values and follows the mission and vision of the organization that they're leading or Mm -hmm. the, or the group of people that they're leading. And then recognizes that a true leader is a servant leader, one who aspires to give of themselves so that other people can come to the fore and do what they do best. Yes. And so it's not about being um, the, oh, I've got this title and, oh, I've got this power. It's more about um, really everyone else. How do I lead these folks so that A, they follow and they want to follow and B, that they can be their best selves. Yeah. And that see then the organization or whomever I'm leading 
leads to a great outcome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually in the process right now of reading a book by uh, Mark Sandburn, who also wrote The Fred Factor. Um, he has a book called you, uh, you Don't Need a Title to Be a Leader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, so many people, you know, are under the impression that, you know, you, you need a title uh, to be a leader. And I remember uh, listening to and reading something from John C. Maxwell, uh, who talks about the five levels of leadership. And the first one is, you know, the leadership with position and how people follow you because they have to and not because they want to. Right. And so that kind yeah. of ties right into, you know, what, what you're talking about there, you know, is, you know, that person that just or, you know, male or female um, that just stands out and then influences and inspires change and inspires followership in order to inspire, you know, greater leadership. Yeah. 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 It's so true. And, and I think the people that when I, you know, when I was reflecting back, as I said in the beginning to the leaders that really stood out to me, all of them were servant leaders. These were leaders who allowed you to make mistakes, who said, okay, but we can fix it. Or, um, if we couldn't fix it, well, we're going to have to figure out how we don't do this ever again. Um, you know, and, but didn't punish in that regard really said, okay, well, this is a teaching moment. Let's use it as a teaching moment and, and really worked to position you as the follower, as somebody who was valued, who, um, was cared about, and somebody who they wanted to see succeed. And so the leaders I feel most appreciative of were allowed me to be, allowed me to have autonomy in my position Yeah. to enough extent that I really felt ownership of the position and felt responsible and, you know, to the organization or to the company. So I felt like this need to um, produce because I was given the autonomy. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's awesome when you have a, an agency or organization that gives you that type of autonomy. It, it just feeds into the the drive, you know, to, hey, you know what? Since they believe in me so much like this, let me give them 110% and produce. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And many leaders uh, in organizations really need to follow that type of model, you know, where they give their employees that kind of autonomy. And I think that uh, one of the things, as you mentioned about the uh, COVID-19, that's one of the trends that are actually taking place um, as it relates to, you know, uh, the, the, the changes that are happening in, in America and throughout the world um, as it relates to the, the labor force. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the trends. It's, it's the flexibility. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so tell us something as it, uh, so give us three leadership tips you know, <laughs> for our audience. <laughs> um. Three leadership tips. Um, well, certainly value your staff, whomever they are. Um, you know, <clears throat> let's see, one would be value their staff, your staff, support 
and um, guide your staff as mm. much as possible, your employees or however you want to call it. Um, and, you know, three, be, you know, serve your staff. You are not serving anyone if you're serving yourself. Mm. And so serve not only the organization, but your staff and and your employees, you know, serve everyone and you will come out ahead. Yeah, those are excellent. See, and I love the way that you're looking at the people uh, instead of, you know, uh, the, the product. I remember listening to uh, Gary Vanderchuk, who was uh, given a, 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 a lecture once. And he said, fall in love with your ideal uh, customer and not so much as your product because your product, you know, can change. But if it is not in tune with your ideal customer who happens to be loyal and would be free advertisement um, and always supportive, you know, it, it's, it's not going to do you any good. And he said it's best to keep an ideal employee than to gain a new employee. A customer than to gain a new customer you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that so but you're speaking of the employee who is the I, if you don't have employees like you, you, really you don't, don't have, have a, a company yeah you don't have a company you don't have an organization so thank right. you for supporting yeah. the employee yeah well and it doesn't mean that i don't support the the outcomes or the product right but if you hire correctly you're getting employees who have the functions and skill sets necessary to develop that product and so if you know but you can't teach um you can teach a skill set what you can't teach are some of those inherent personality characteristics that you need and so what you can do though is let those personality characteristics that somebody has that are really good flourish and you want to um make sure that you're supportive of those because you can teach somebody any anything you know you can teach a person how to do something or what to learn to move ahead but um you can't necessarily teach somebody to be a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it, it is an innate, you know, thing that uh, it's like mindset, you know, helping them with the mindset and, mm-hmm. and soft skills, you know, but they got to have, you know, something there first in order for them to actually grasp, <laughs> you know, the idea of what you're presenting to them. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, do you have any uh, closing comments? How can people get your services and contact information? Yeah. So um, just thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. And um, as far as reaching out to me, um, people are welcome to contact me at Laura at mosaic business And um, they can go to the website, although the website isn't accurate right now, but um, they're welcome to go to the website, www.mosaicbusinessconsulting.com. And if they want to reach me uh, via phone, it's 828-338-2833. And um, I just really want to see businesses 
succeed. I want I want to see people going back to that. I want to see people be successful. And so whatever I can do to make that happen, I try to do so. Um, I want to be a catalyst for their success. Absolutely. And thank you so much for uh, being an example of, uh, you know, the three mindsets of next generation leaders, which is to adapt, innovate and connect. And uh, thank you for being our guest on Leadership Is podcast. And of course, you know, you're always welcome. We're going to have you on here again, um, <laughs> you know, as long as you permit and time permits. Uh, and, and just thank you for sharing with our audience uh, your brilliance. Oh, thank you. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast with our special guest, Ms. Laura Vodkanisht, who was talking about the value of authenticity. And she gave us three excellent leadership tips. Number one is to value your staff or your employees. Number two is to support and guide your staff or employees. And number three is to serve your staff or your employees. Those are three very valuable uh, leadership tips. If a company does not value the employees, well, basically you don't have a company. Regardless of how many customers you're trying to get or your products and services, if you don't have employees to actually push out your products and services, you really don't have a company. So value the people that work for you, that makes your company, that is the face of your company. Thank you very much, Laura, for those tips. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist your organization in filling or building your leadership bench by identifying the leadership qualities and making sure that you put the right cheeks in the right seats. In other words, the right people the right in the right seats on the right bus. Uh, if you would like to have a discussion about how we can help you with that, just give us a call at 828-333-7234. Or you can send us an email at jmleadershipconsulting at gmail.com. My website is currently under construction so it'll be back up uh, very soon listen thank you and always remember leadership is influence and service